Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is 1 Corinthians chapter 4. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, we pray that as we read this chapter, we would consider who we are following, that we would realize that the only one to follow is Jesus Christ, and that we would be his followers and not consider ourselves part of some small group. We pray this through Jesus. Amen. 1 Corinthians chapter 4. Thus, let a person consider us as servants of Christ and stewards of God's mysteries. In this case, moreover, it is sought in stewards that one be found faithful. But to me, it is a very little matter that I be judged by you or by a human court. But I do not even judge myself, for I am conscious of nothing against myself, but not by this am I vindicated. But the one who judges me is the Lord." Therefore, do not judge anything before the time until the Lord should come, who will both enlighten the hidden things of darkness and will reveal the counsels of hearts, and then praise will come to each one from God. Now I have applied these things, brothers, to myself and Apollos for your sake, in order that in us you may learn not to go beyond what is written, lest someone be inflated with pride on behalf of one person against the other. For who concedes you superiority? And what do you have that you did not receive? But if, indeed, you received it, why do you boast as if you did not receive it? Already you are satiated. Already you are rich. Apart from us, you reign as kings. And would that, indeed, you reigned as kings, in order that we also might reign as kings with you. For I think God has exhibited us apostles last of all, as condemned to death, because we have become a spectacle to the world and to angels and to people. We are fools for the sake of Christ, but you are prudent in Christ. We are weak, but you are strong. You are honored, but we are dishonored. Until the present hour, we are both hungry and thirsty and poorly clothed and roughly treated and homeless, and we toil working with our own hands. When we are reviled, we bless. When we are persecuted, we endure. When we are slandered, we encourage. We have become like the refuse of the world, the offscouring of all things until now. I am not writing these things to shame you, but admonishing you as my dear children. For if you have ten thousand guardians in Christ, yet you do not have many fathers. For in Christ Jesus I fathered you through the gospel. Therefore I exhort you, become imitators of me. Because of this I have sent to you Timothy, who is my dear and faithful child in the Lord, who will remind you of my ways in Christ Jesus, just as I teach everywhere in every church. But some have become arrogant, as if I were not coming to you. But I am coming to you soon, if the Lord wills, and I will know not the talk of the ones who have become arrogant, but the power. For the kingdom of God is not with talk, but with power. What do you want? Shall I come to you with a rod, or with love and a spirit of gentleness? Well, that's the reading. Let's dig in. In chapter 3, Paul explained to the Corinthians their relationship to their teachers. They didn't belong to a teacher, but all the teachers belonged to them. The point Paul is making is they shouldn't try to form a tribe around one particular teacher. Now, in chapter 4, Paul uses another figure and says that he and Apollos are stewards. They are managers, but they don't own God's truth. They are God's servants trusted to hand out the truth. As servants of God, they answer to God, not to the Corinthians. 
It is God's job to judge, and not ours. Paul is talking about judging the person, not discerning what we hear. When one teacher tells us one thing and another teacher another thing, we do have to judge for ourselves what we will believe. But no teacher has everything right 100% of the time. That doesn't make the person themselves unsaved. We can look at the fruit of the teacher's life to see if we should listen to that teacher. Then Paul gets to the heart of why they were choosing sides. He said he used himself and Apollos figuratively. So there were other teachers that they were actually picking to follow. The problem was pride. They wanted to be proud of their team. Paul asked some questions about that pride. What do they have that they weren't given? So why should they boast about it? Paul says they are acting like they are rich kings. So he contrasts that to himself and what he goes through. Paul suffers. He is reviled. He has to work with his hands. Verse 9. For, I think, God has exhibited us apostles, last of all, as condemned to death, because we have become a spectacle to the world and to angels and to people. Paul is using an illustration of a victory parade that a Roman general would lead. And at the very end of the parade would be the prisoners taken in battle who are going to be killed after they are paraded around. That is what Paul compares himself to. He is showing the irony of their boasting. He says he doesn't want to shame them, but to admonish them as his children. He isn't trying to tear them down, but he's pointing out that their way of thinking is wrong. He calls himself their father, in that he originally taught them the gospel. So he says, look at his example. But he also warns that as their father, he will discipline them if they are arrogant. Like a father, he wants to be gentle. And now for a deeper dive. Pride is usually the root cause of divisions. We are trying to put ourselves ahead of others. If we put them first, then we generally get along. But when we are feeding our pride, we tend to put others down to raise ourselves up. So we create our group that we can build up and put all other groups down. People like to have a favorite sports team that they feel connected to, and then they tend to find reasons the other teams are bad. That is a normal human tendency. But that is not the spiritual way of God's people. There is only Christ, and anything we have is a gift from Him. So we don't need to build ourselves up. We know we are nothing, but Christ has given us everything anyway. We don't need to tear anyone down, because we are not in competition with them. But if we want an example to follow, Paul's example is a great example of working hard and suffering for Jesus. Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible, copyright 2012 Logos Bible Software. Lexham is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software.